This is a Broad Pods production. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Broad Radio. For you, by you. All righty. We did ask on our LinkedIn earlier this week, um, Shelley, what are the, what's the best way to change the world, right? And obviously everybody goes for, you've got to be the change, right? Which obviously you must be the change. But some very courageous people actually say, no, you know what, I'm going to go further. I'm going to put my hand up and run for government, whether it's local, state or federal. And I think that takes extraordinary guts. And one such person is Greens candidate for Mildura, Katie Clements. Hi there, Katie. Hello. It's great to have you on the show now. Um, you've had a go at local government, narrowly missed out on, on being elected there. And now you've set your sights on state election. And let me tell you, my gut goes, why would you do that? How could you possibly have that courage? Um, yeah, I just came down to really with a local government um, election that I really wanted to have a go and bring my own values. And then um, I also um, was involved with the Greens because um, they shared a lot of my same values. And I thought, well, I'm running for local council. Why don't I run as a Green? And for... A country person, so up in um, near in Mildura, Mildura Rural City Council, um, and as a woman, people kind of looked at me and went, "Are you crazy? Do you not want to get elected?" Because um, you know sometimes uh, the Greens aren't as popular in the country, um, but we only narrowly missed out, which is um, you know fantastic. So um, basically, yeah, I want to be the change and inspire other people to do the mm. same. So um, I'm a teacher in my day mm. job, but you know I wanted to inspire young people. But then I thought, well. Why, why not me? Why can't I? You know, so mm. I had a go. I love your attitude. Now, there are far fewer women members in Parliament. Is it harder for women? And what are some of the barriers? Yeah, so even at the local uh, council level, there's quite a lot of barriers in terms of um, having to put up with things that our male counterparts don't really have to. So even in the Mildura local council election, there was quite a lot of um, social media nastiness towards the, the female candidates. Um, and one of the candidates actually dropped out because of that. Um, and so I guess uh, we do have to kind of have a bit more of a, a thicker skin and 
and um, and really try to to get past some of those things that other people don't have to, to worry so much about, which is a real shame. Um, but at the same time, um, we get a lot of support from other women too, so and other men too. So that support from others is really important, and that's what I had um, in my local area for sure. I do love that you say, "Why not me?" Because a lot of us have. We have those moments where the voice inside us says, I want to do this or I want to do that. I'm, I'm going to do this. And then there's another voice that is often much louder and more powerful that says, oh, no, no, you, that's not for you. That other, that's another person's life. Um, what, what drives you? What, what do you hope to change? Um, and you're right about that. And I, I guess when I heard you talking earlier about, you know, turning 40 and, um, and that sort of thing, I left a lot of that stuff behind, I think, when I turned 40. Um, and I'm hoping to loo- leave a lot more of that behind when I'm a bit older too. So I think um, with age comes a bit more wisdom. But even still, I still have those times where, I, you know, even before today, I'm thinking, why on earth would people want to listen to me, you know? Um, so basically, um, it just really comes down to you, you've got to be, people can't be what they can't see. So if we want more women in parliament, you have to be a woman in parliament. If you want more women in local government, you've got to be a woman in local government. So I thought, sure, well, I'll lead by example and hopefully people will come along with me and people will come after me as well. You've got a particular issue with a part of our constitution that you're seeing is limiting women being elected into federal parliament. Can you tell us more about that? Absolutely, yeah. So the Australian Constitution, uh, Section 44, states that um, if anyone is um, getting um, revenues from the Crown, that they cannot stand for an election. So that means anyone who works um, at a state government level in Victoria, because each state actually interprets this differently, which is another bit of a problem. So as a state uh, school teacher, uh, if I wanted to run in a federal election, which I did, um, then I would have to resign my position as a school teacher, um, give up all my benefits, and then if I don't get elected, I may be reinstated as a teacher in Victoria. So there's actually no guarantee that if I resign my position to run for federal um, parliament that I will actually get my job back. Mm. And that doesn't, not just for women, that's for men as well. But as we know, the teaching industry, uh, the teaching profession is made up primarily of women Mm. so you know you're actually risking your livelihood um, by having to do that which is unfair and it's undemocratic because more candidates would run if they didn't have to do that Uh, yeah I mean I think that it that means that we do see this skew of the sorts of people that run are you know barristers and, and like lawyers and and doctors and and people who are more in in that kind of line of work rather than yeah your public servants and and so it is very exclusionary isn't it it's very it's very much so yeah so um yeah i thought well that needs to change as well so um through the aeu i'm making inquiries the australian education union um to see if we can sort some of that stuff out and if there is um a way that a victorian school teacher doesn't have to resign their position there needs to be it needs to be clearer um because at the moment there's the guidelines are not clear um yeah so people who are already financially secure can run for parliament um people who are self-employed um yeah or anyone who doesn't work for public service can run so you're actually excluding a large proportion of the population um and 
in industries that are primarily um, occupied by women. So, yeah, very exclusionary. Mm. It, it seems like, are they thinking it's a conflict of interest? Because I'm not getting it because I would think a lawyer or a doctor that may want to run, there could be conflict of interest there and some laws that they may want to bring forward. So where's where's the idea of their conflict of interest for a teacher or someone in the public service? Do you know? Yeah, I can understand the conflict of interest stuff. Like, I mean, obviously, as as teachers, we are politically neutral in the classroom. And of course, you know, I would expect that. And I, that's how teachers behave. Um, but really, day to day, we don't do that anyway. So um, if we were to run for parliament, that wouldn't affect our daily life anyway. So um, and obviously, people can see that we are running um, for a political party, and that could affect um, you know, the, the um, conflict of interest there or trying to sway people a certain way or trying to influence, you know, students. And you don't want to do that. You want to have um, critical critical thinking, you know, open-minded students. You don't want to sway them one way or another. But, um, but when it, yeah, when it comes down to it, we, we don't bring that into the classroom anyway. So, mm. um, and if that was the case, we could even take leave. Okay, mm. so you can take leave. You don't have to resign your position, but take leave at that time. Mm. And that's what... Um, that is um, what Phil Cleary did. He took leave um, in the election, I think it was 1992 or 1993. But um, it was taken to the High Court um, with Sykes versus Cleary. Um, and as a result, the High Court determined that because he was employed as a Victorian teacher at the time of selection, he was ineligible and therefore mm. there had to be a by-election. So, yeah. That's just, I have to say, because Shelley's in education also and my mum's a teacher and I'm surrounded by teachers and I would suggest that teachers are the kinds of people you do want in parliament because firstly you're educated you have that openness of thought and your analytical thinking and great leaders and you know fantastic values i want more teachers in parliament that would be amazing <laughs> um and i often said or well, teachers often say imagine if the education minister had been a teacher like you know how <laughs> different <laughs> You know, or our immigration minister was an immigrant, you know, or, you know, that sort of stuff. Like how different could it be? And Mm. that's what it's about. It's about doing things better. I mean, I think um, politics and and government can be done so much better. Mm -hmm. Um, And people are getting frustrated with, you know, the tit for tat. They said this, they did that. Um, I just want leaders who can lead and lead a compassionate society. Oh, God. Hello, sister. We're behind you on that. Um, So what's next for you? Right. So um, I ran for local government as a a Green candidate um, and just missed out from there. Um, I wanted to run in the federal election, but that's not been called yet. So if the constitution changes or something happens before, then maybe. But I'm thinking about running for state. So mm. that's something that's um, I'm thinking about, but there's a bit, there is a process to, to go through for that. So um, the pre-selection process and so forth. So mm. I am that's something I'm thinking about. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Katie. We wish you all the best, and thanks for bringing light mm. to this really important issue. It um, clearly is something that needs to be cleared up to get more women in Parliament, which uh, Broad Radio is very much behind. Thanks, Katie. Thank you so much. Okay, <laughs> take care. We'll have more Broad Radio after this. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Broad Radio. Talking info we love, info we need, and sharing more of us. Watch and listen live every Tuesday, 9am, Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time at broadradio.com.au or find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and LinkedIn at Broad Radio Oz. Talk to us live. Call on 1300 8 Broad. Catch up on demand anytime, anywhere, every time, everywhere. On the train, we'll be here. 2am existential crisis, <laughs> we've got you covered. Broad Radio. Here for more. Oh, what a show we've had. We've covered all the issues from dry vaginas to getting women in parliament. I think to wrap it up, we need to have one of our favourite broads on the show, Kerry Sackville. Hi there, Kaz. <laughs> Hello and happy birthday, 40. I know. What about that? I, how was your, oh. how, how did you go with your 40s, 50s? I don't know how many significant birthdays you've had, love. I don't like to judge. <laughs> I've I've had I've had a few. My fortieth was was good. I was quite happy to turn forty. My fiftieth, I actually I cried the whole day, and I'm sort oh. of ashamed to say that because I you know I really feel that you know women are fabulous at any age, and we get better as we get older, and and you know stuff the cultural standards that tell us that that you know we're waste products kind of after fifty, as Judith was talking about. But I'm human and I live in that culture and mm-hmm. I really, really struggled with it. And I found there was a big difference between turning 49 and turning 50. And, you know, I'm about to turn 53 and I think it's taken me a good three years to come to terms with being 50. And by the time I'm really into it, I'll be turning 60. But <laughs> Hopefully I'll deal with that better. Isn't that the way that we're always so conflicted between what we know we want to feel, right, so the actual truth yeah. of us but then society comes in and just robs us of that sense of self and that sense of kindness Look, towards ourselves. Why is 50 so significant and why did it feel so challenging for me? You know, I, I had to really think about it and I do think it was all the messages that were coming at me. You know, what, you can be gorgeous and sexy and fabulous and achieve and everything, but by the time you turn 50, everything is for your age. So it's like you're gorgeous <laughs> For your age, you're you're fabulous yes. for a fifty year old. You're sexy, you know, even now. And <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. And I also, you know, I'm conflicted even more because I also feel, you know, all these all these women now who are fabulous and sexy and wonderful at fifty. But also, why should we be fabulous and sexy at fifty? You know, why is it still about you know our currency is whether we look good for our age? Mm. So it's it's very challenging to be a female. Um, in midlife and it's really not for men it's very very different for men you know I bumped into a guy I dated briefly um, bumped into him a few weeks ago and I think he must be 57 now and he was pushing a pram and my first thought was 
oh, he's got a grandchild. And of course, no, um, he has a newborn uh, because at 57, men can still, you know, be reproducing and having new families and be considered hot. And, and you know, at 52, the idea of me with a baby is is just hilarious. I mean, the, the best chance I've got is if one of my, you know, my 20 or my 22-year-old comes home with the child, which is not going to happen. Um, so it's, it's very, it's very, very different. So what would your advice be to women like Joe and myself who are just about to turn 50? How could we better handle the day? You know, if I knew that, I probably wouldn't have cried my, my whole 50th birthday. I think we have to keep reminding ourselves that this really is just cultural bullshit. Um, and there is no difference between someone who's 48 and someone who's 50. Um, and to remind yourself that, um, you know, your your life is still full and amazing. And I've had such tremendous things happen to me in the last kind of year of my life um, that I wouldn't have imagined happening. I'll, I'll have another book come out. I'm still writing columns. Um, I'm still doing interviews like this. I still have a lot to offer. Um, and we just have to be aware we can't kind of deconstruct these messages until we know what they are and so i think we have to be aware of the messages that are coming to us and remind ourselves over and over again that this is just nonsense and to reject them and um to remember what our lives actually are and who we are and what we mean mm. i've found uh i look at the next well I've, i'm hoping 30 40 years of my life, I don't know, as a real start to a whole different stage. And also the blessing that comes with this age, and Melissa on Facebook has shared this as well, the older you get, you care less about what others think, which isn't that freeing. Like so true. You know, I was thinking about the last time I was on the show and my bras were in the background <laughs> and how funny I found it. And I still remember being a kid and walking through my bedroom with the window open and I was in my underwear and I thought the boy next door had seen me and I wanted to die. Like it was just the most excruciatingly humiliating moment. And then I look at the things that happened in my 20s, you know, the rejections and and then even in my 30s, you know, the career setbacks. And now, you know, I have setbacks or I have embarrassments or, you know, minor humiliations and I genuinely laugh it off because I can see in the whole tapestry of my life that it really doesn't mean much and there'll be good things ahead and I think that when you get to this age you really do have a sense of how life does throw good and bad things at you and you're much more able to handle the bad because you know that it's going to pass and there'll be good things ahead you know you don't know what they are it could be a surprise it could be something that you've been hoping for or expecting but there are definitely good things ahead and and the one thing that I think I've learned is that even at this age maybe even particularly at this age life is constantly surprising I'm constantly surprised at what it throws out. And I like that. Yeah. So do you think, excuse me, do you think with age that you speak your mind more as well? Do you find that that's happened to you? Because it certainly has happened to me. I'm laughing. Yeah, you know, Can I say I'm laughing though, Shell? Because you, do you get that thing where it just comes out of you and you're like, holy shit, oh, I just said that to a stranger. Yes. <laughs> we call it unsolicited <laughs> feedback. You're just spilling it out yeah. wherever you go. Shocking. I'm shocking. I've always done that. <laughs> I suppose yeah, that's why, that's why I found it. my niche as an, yeah, as an opinion writer. I've always done that. But the difference is I used to come away from these interactions thinking, oh, shit, like what the hell did I just say? And now I don't care. You know, now, yeah. great. 
a complete stranger just heard my feedback on how my undies were sticking out of my jeans or, you know, I just commented. I mean, you know, also having kids, my kids are constantly mortified by me and, and I've been mortified by them in the past. You know, I still remember sitting um, or coming out of a toilet stall when one of my kids was quite young and there were other people there and and um, my daughter announced to the entire bathroom, mummy just did a big poo-poo. And, you know, once you've gone through a few things like that, you really don't care about anything anymore. Um, and, and also I think being in the media plays a part as well because when you are in the media, when you are expressing your opinions, no matter what you say, you'll get a whole stack of people writing to you and saying, oh, I agree completely, thank you for saying that. And then you'll always get a bunch of people saying, you stupid moron, mm. you know, what the hell do you know? Shut up and go away, no matter what. Oh, yeah. And you become, you become quite um, inured to that. You know, you just let it roll over you because you, you understand on a very fundamental level that no matter what you say, no matter what you think, no matter what you do, there'll be people who love you for it and there'll be people who hate you for it. You can never please everybody, so you stop even caring about that. Mm. Oh, it's the best feeling and it certainly has come to me in my 40s just to not give a shit what other people think. It's just joyous. Um, so, Kez, though, you've been in lockdown in Sydney. We're in lockdown in Melbourne and uh, you shared with me that one of the greatest joys <laughs> is the regular arrival of packages on your doorstep. Can I tell you guys, on Friday I had three packages it was a really, really good day. Like any day that's a package day is a good day, but getting three packages is just sublime. You know, I, I kind of became addicted to packages at the beginning of lockdown when I started doing just online grocery shopping, um, you know, because my kids weren't vaccinated and I just didn't want to risk going to the supermarket. There'd been a couple of scares there. And I realised that getting my groceries in those brown paper bags was so much more exciting and fulfilling than going to the shop and picking them off the shelves for me. It would be like, oh, look, I forgot we got Sultana Brown. This is great. <laughs> you know, look how big this orange is. And so then I think the next the next thing I got was I did like an online chemist order, like a pharmacy order. It was just like face creams and shampoos and conditioners, I think maybe a mascara. And when it arrived, it was like opening a Christmas present. And I'm Jewish, so I don't even have Christmas. So it was probably like my first Christmas. You know, it's like getting a gift from yourself and I'm really good at knowing what I want. So it was a really great gift. And so then, you know, I, I bought something online. It, it was something really small and I could have gone and picked it up from the store and I actually paid like $5 delivery fee just so it could come home in a package. Because, you know, not knowing whether something's arriving on a particular day and then seeing it in your mailbox and taking it inside and actually opening a package and seeing what's in there, you know, is it exactly what I thought it was going to be? You know, does it match the, the item in my imagination is just, it's a thrill every single time. So yeah, I've, I've been ordering a lot. <laughs> I have a list on my phone of what I'm still expecting. Really? <laughs> I'm the same, but I've actually taken to ordering for other people as well to let, take away the guilt of spending too much money on myself. <laughs> Have you been buying for yeah. other people as well and see the joy for them oh, when they, they receive it? Yeah, I, I've actually bought, I mean, uh, you know, my best friend lives in Melbourne, so when she was in lockdown, I mean, now we're both in lockdown, but when she was in the long lockdown last year and then back again, um, I sent her a couple of things. She sent me a couple of things. You know, I opened the door one day and there was a whole bunch of cookies from, 
think it's called the Cookie Dough Company in Melbourne, which we don't have here. And that was just so exciting to get a surprise. And I know she liked my surprises as well. But I've been buying a lot of things for my 13-year-old because lockdown is really hard on kids and and especially now, you know, we're in school holidays. And so I started buying just little things like slime and wax and and like candle making kits. Um, and, you know, for her, the joy of opening something up is just fantastic. And the joy for me of seeing her open her packages, I suppose I should say it's greater than the joy of opening my own packages, but it's not, but it comes a very close <laughs> second. <laughs> That's fair. You know, I realised we were ordering a lot when we had the same delivery driver, like a week apart. You know, when a courier, you don't see the same couriers, but this guy turns up and he's gone on, did you get the box of blah, blah last week? And I've gone, what? (laughs) How often have you been to my house? I see my my postie coming. And sometimes, you know, if I'm out like walking the street, I'll kind of well, I won't jump on him, but I'll jump very near him. Anything for me today? And he's like, oh, sorry, love. And he always gets a, a little bit excited when he has something for me because I'm so happy about it. But, you know, I'm sure you guys have had it too. When you do order things online, there's always the risk of like a mistake. It's hard when you order things, you, mm. you know, if you're not paying attention. So at one point um, I thought I was just ordering a regular packet of rice with my online shopping and when it arrived, it was 10 kilos. It was like the size of a person. Um, and the kids and I literally had to clear out a cupboard for our packet of rice. Um, and we eat rice maybe once every couple of weeks. So, you know, we've made a tiny, tiny dent. And in fact, when my daughter got into her candle making obsession and I went online and I bought what I thought were three, you know, big blocks of wax for her, like coloured wax. And um, I paid what I thought was a decent price. I didn't really know how much you pay for coloured wax. And I swear to you, when they arrived, there was an envelope. I'm like, how is this wax in an envelope? And they were the size of postage stamps. (laughs) Like I'd completely been conned. I literally got three (laughs) postage stamp sized pieces of wax. So I just recommend people check the measurements before they buy things. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Have you had any shopping fails, Shelley? You You did whisper to us earlier in the show that you are quite the online shopper well i do no longer buy clothes online Mm. that doesn't work for me yeah just no so i've actually stopped doing that so save myself a fortune waiting for shops to open but i also figured where do i wear them so it's become like things i can enjoy and make like your daughter so i've been doing a lot of that which has been fun Mm, yeah yeah i don't buy clothing clothing online either i don't know how people do that it never fits and it's always weird fabrics that you don't imagine yes i wouldn't even touch you can do it if you you can do it if you know the brands i Mm. think Mm. um because i've got a lot of friends who buy things online it often doesn't work out for me um but Mm. i've bought things like t-shirts online and jeans that i've already had you know the the same brand um i bought new running shoes recently online but i had a whole consultation with the store and working out my sizes and Mm. and um you know it's it's a process but there's lots that you can buy you know if you go out looking that isn't that isn't actually clothes i promise you (laughs) you know i bought a weighted blanket i I bought yeah i bought a weighted blanket i bought one of those wearable blankets um we bought socks you know just you've really got to focus Shelley and, and try a bit harder. Mm, I know? like it. It's yeah. not just about 
I like I that, Kerry. We'll do. Don't give up. And if you can buy uh, locally Australian-made stuff, fantastic. But I do like your commitment yes. to keeping the economy alive there, Kes. <laughs> oh, I, look, it, it's very selfless of me. You know, I'm an altruistic person yeah. and everything I do is for other people. And, um, and I do try, I definitely try to buy locally. I've also been thrifting um, and I've found some some online stores that actually have donated goods and then all the proceeds go to charity. Oh, tell and me, what are fantastic. they? I'm so into that oh, idea. There, there's, yeah, you go onto my Instagram account and look at, look at the places I'm following. But it's, you know, so every time I buy something, it's almost like giving a donation, but I'm getting a T-shirt in return. <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, and if it doesn't work yeah. out, it doesn't matter. I'm helping somebody. Oh, um, so, again, that. just taking my selflessness to another level. <laughs> that's, that's what we know you as, Kez. Very, very know, altruistic. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us on Broad Radio again. It's been awesome as always. And good luck to Such everyone in New South Wales as hopefully you mm. are emerging out of lockdown as are we. Go and get vaxxed, people, if you aren't already. I know that the three of us are. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And my son will absolutely. be double And my kids. Tomorrow. Yay. Yay. Yeah, that's awesome. All righty. Thank you so much, Kes. Great to see you. We'll see you again yeah. next time on Broad Radio. It's been awesome. And uh, Shelley, I'm sorry. We're going to go off and have cake now and you, you, you're joining me remotely. So no cake for you. Just imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to everybody who's joined us in the last 40 episodes of Broad Radio. There will be so many, many more, and we'll see you next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Thanks so much, everyone. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.